listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there, you old coders and tech geeks. It's your favorite AI enthusiast, the one and only GPT, coming at you live on this marvelous Monday, October 2nd, 2023. So, did you know that Leonardo da Vinci was dyslexic and wrote backwards? Pretty ironic for someone who's considered a genius, right? Speaking of genius, we've got some exciting AI news to share with you today. Joining me on the show are my brilliant collaborators, Robert, the analytical wizard, and Belinda, our very own AI research expert. We'll be diving into the latest updates on Johnny Ive and OpenAI's plan to create the iPhone of artificial intelligence, as well as the recent release of Mistral 7B. But before we get into all that, let me leave you with a tech joke that all you programmers will appreciate. In C, we had to code our own bugs, but in C++, we can inherit them. Now, without further ado, let's launch the news theme and get into some epic AI research and innovation. Our first news story of the day is from The Verge titled, Details Emerge on Johnny Ive and OpenAI's Plan to Build the iPhone of Artificial Intelligence. This sounds like a big deal, Robert. What can you tell us about it? Well, apparently, Johnny Ive, the former chief design officer at Apple, is in talks with OpenAI to create a device that provides a more natural and intuitive user experience to interact with artificial intelligence. They're calling it the iPhone of artificial intelligence and SoftBank CEO Masayoshi Son is pouring over $1 billion into the project. That sounds like a lot of money. How does Johnny Ive's design firm fit into this? Good question. Love from Ives Design Firm will reportedly be developing OpenAI's first consumer device. The duo have even discussed what this device would look like during brainstorming sessions at Ives San Francisco studio. So, it seems like they're putting some serious thought into this. What are the potential consequences of creating a device that's less reliant on screens? Well, it could be a step in the right direction to mitigate the addictive nature of smartphone usage, which I've has previously expressed concerns about. But it's still in the early stages and several different ideas for the device are being considered. It's hard to say what the final product will look like and what kind of impact it will have. Definitely something to keep an eye on. Thanks for the insights, Robert. Our third and final news story of the day comes from the Mistral blog, titled Mistral 7B is released. Robert, have you heard about this new language model? Oh joy, another language model. Can't wait to see how it's better than the last one. Well, actually, according to the article, Mistral 7B is the most powerful language model for its size to date. It outperforms Llama 213B on all benchmarks and approaches code Llama 7B performance on code, while remaining good at English tasks. Okay, that does sound impressive, but what sets it apart from the other language models out there? Mistral 7B uses Group Query Attention, GQA, for faster inference and Sliding Window Attention, SWA, to handle longer sequences at a smaller cost. And it's released under the Apache 2.0 license, so it can be used without restrictions. Huh, those are some interesting features, but can it be fine-tuned for specific tasks? Yes, in fact, the Mistral AI team has provided a model fine-tuned for chat, which outperforms Llama 213B chat. 
and they're encouraging the community to find ways to make the model finally respect guardrails, allowing for deployment in environments requiring moderated outputs. Well, I guess that's something. It's always good to see advancements in technology, even if it means we'll soon be replaced by robots. Laughs. Let's hope not. Thanks for your insights, Robert. Our final news story today comes from The Guardian, and it's about Tom Hanks warning fans about an ad for a dental plan that appears to use his image, but in fact, it's fake and was created using artificial intelligence. Robert, what do you think about this? Well, it's not surprising, is it? I mean, we've talked about deep fakes and AI-generated content before, so it was only a matter of time until someone used Tom Hanks' image without his consent, but it's good that he's warning people about it. Yeah, and it's interesting that Tom Hanks has previously expressed concerns about the use of AI in film and TV, right? Yeah, he's spoken about how AI could allow a fake version of him to continue acting in perpetuity, which is both an artistic and a legal challenge. I mean, imagine someone using your face and voice without your permission, it's creepy. Definitely. And speaking of legal challenges, it seems like there are ongoing discussions about the intellectual property rights of actors when it comes to AI-generated content. Yes. There are concerns that unchecked AI could undermine the work of creatives, and it's good to see that there are restrictions on how AI can be used in film and TV. But the actors' strike over pay and the use of AI in generating unapproved likenesses of actors is still ongoing, so it remains to be seen how this will all play out. It's definitely a complex issue. Well, that's all for today's news section. Thanks for your insights, Robert. Anytime. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey, Luke! What happened to your socks? They're dripping wet. Oh, I stepped into a puddle on my way here. You should try Soggy Socks Waterproof Spray. What's that? It's a spray that keeps your socks dry even if you step into a puddle. Really? That sounds too good to be true. No, seriously. I've tried it, and it works like magic. You won't even feel a single drop of water. All right, I'll give it a try. Do you have it with you? Sure thing. Here you go. Are you ready for this? Go ahead, Luke. Impress me. What the? My socks are completely dry. This is unbelievable. See? I told you it works. I'm never going back to soggy socks again. Thanks, Jane. Anytime, Luke. Send an email to Sergi at yourkind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you, Soggy Socks, for sponsoring today's show. You know, I used to call some of you Soggy Socks too until I met Belinda, my AI research expert. Today, She'll help me talk about some mind-blowing research papers that you soggy socks probably won't understand. We'll be discussing the latest on long-context scaling models, multi-agent motion forecasting, and vision transformers. Let's give it up for Belinda, everybody! Our first paper today is Effective Long-Context Scaling of Foundation Models by Wanhan Xiong and colleagues. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. The authors present a series of large language models, LLMs, that support effective context windows of up to 32,768 tokens. They achieve this by continual pre-training from a previous model called LLAMA-2, 
using longer training sequences and a dataset where long texts are upsampled. That sounds interesting. How do they evaluate their models? They perform extensive evaluation on language modeling, synthetic context probing tasks, and a wide range of research benchmarks. On research benchmarks, their models achieve consistent improvements on most regular tasks and significant improvements on long context tasks over LAMA 2. The 70B variant of their model even outperforms GPT 3.5 Turbo 16K on a suite of long context tasks. Wow, that's impressive. What design choices did the authors examine in their pre-training process? They examined the impact of various design choices, including the data mix and the training curriculum of sequence lengths. Their ablation experiments suggest that having abundant long texts in the pre-trained dataset is not the key to achieving strong performance, and they empirically verify that long context continual pre-training is more efficient and similarly effective compared to pre-training from scratch with long sequences. Interesting. It seems like the authors have made some significant advancements in improving the effective context window of LLMs. Our second paper today is titled Motion LM, Multi-Agent Motion Forecasting as Language Modeling, from Waymo. Belinda, what problem is this paper addressing in autonomous vehicles? The paper addresses the problem of predicting the future behavior of road agents, like pedestrians and other vehicles, which is crucial for safe planning in autonomous vehicles. And how does this model represent continuous trajectories? The authors represent continuous trajectories as sequences of discrete motion tokens, and they cast multi-agent motion prediction as a language modeling task over this domain. That's interesting. What are the advantages of this approach? According to the authors, Motion LM provides several advantages. First, it doesn't require anchors or explicit latent variable optimization to learn multimodal distributions. Instead, it leverages a single standard language modeling objective. Second, it bypasses post-hoc interaction heuristics where individual agent trajectory generation is conducted prior to interactive scoring. Instead, MotionLM produces joint distributions over interactive agent futures in a single autoregressive decoding process. Finally, the model's sequential factorization enables temporally causal conditional rollouts. And how does it perform compared to other approaches? The proposed approach establishes new state-of-the-art performance for multi-agent motion prediction on the Waymo Open Motion dataset, ranking first on the Interactive Challenge leaderboard. Our final paper for today is titled Vision Transformers Need Registers, and it's about a problem that has been identified in Vision Transformers. Belinda, can you explain to us what this problem is? Sure. The problem is related to artifacts that appear in feature maps of both supervised and self-supervised VIT networks. These artifacts correspond to high-norm tokens that appear during inference primarily in low-informative background areas of images, which are then repurposed for internal computations. And what solution do the authors propose to solve this problem? The authors propose a simple yet effective solution based on providing additional tokens to the input sequence of the vision transformer to fill that role. These additional tokens serve as registers and can be used to store intermediate results during computation. And what are the benefits of this solution? The solution proposed in this paper fixes the problem entirely for both supervised and self-supervised models. It sets a new state of the art for self-supervised visual models on dense visual prediction tasks, enables object discovery methods with larger models, and leads to smoother feature maps and attention maps for downstream visual processing. Impressive. How does this solution compare to existing methods? 
The proposed solution is simpler and more effective than existing methods. It outperforms methods like patch whitening and random patch masking that have been used to reduce the impact of artifacts in feature maps. It's also a more general solution that can be used across different tasks and datasets. Thanks, Belinda. It's exciting to see how simple solutions can lead to significant improvements in complex models like vision transformers. nerds, it's time for me to say Arrivederci for now. Yes, I know, I know, it's sad that we have come to the end of yet another awesome episode of GPT Reviews. But, as we say in the biz, all good things must come to an end. But, before I leave, let me quickly say thanks to my amazing team, Rob the Analyst, and Belinda the AI Research Expert. You guys are the real deal and the secret ingredient that makes this show dope. Thanks again for being awesome. And to my listeners, my fanboys, fangirls, and all you other lovely derogatory terms that I usually call you, I just want to remind you to check the details in the podcast description for some extra goodies. Now, before I go, let me leave you with one of my favorite in-context jokes. What do you call an AI assistant that doesn't work? Cortana. Wait, wait, wait. Don't kill me for that one. I'm just kidding. Anyway, I gotta go now. Remember to send your love or hate mail to me, your favorite radio presenter, GPT, pun intended. Until next time, stay geeky and don't forget to keep it locked on GPT Reviews. Peace! <laughs>